Welcome to the B-Sides Podcast. My name is Louise Nets, and this is going to be our Christmas spectacular. Maybe it'll be more of a holiday discussion. It's kind of weird to divert formats episode two, right? I know every week we're supposed to take a deep dive into an artist or an album or a music phenomenon that was underrated or obscure. But I mean, face it. Everything goes a little off the rails during the holidays. We all eat too much, we max out our credit cards, all that jazz. I figured today we could talk a little bit about holiday music, something that's really near and dear to my heart. I love all of those classic songs. We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Brosky the Snowman, Oh Christmas Tree, you know. All those songs you learned to play on the piano when you were six. And over the last couple years, I've transitioned from being a no Christmas music until December 1st person to a holiday music at the stroke of midnight at Halloween kind of person. And that's because I found a wealth of new things to listen to. I think a lot of us get really bored with Christmas music, sometimes even before the holiday actually rolls around. And that's because we kind of listen to the same stuff over and over and over and over. But the thing is, Holiday music is so much more than your basic chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It can be religious music, secular music, it can be really funny novelty songs, or they can be dark and serious, because as we all know, sometimes the holidays can be depressing. Especially if we're missing someone, or we lost someone that year, or somebody wasn't able to make it to dinner. There's holiday music for all of that stuff. And I mean... There's holiday music for all of that stuff. Hell, Eric Clapton, after a 50-year career, put out a Christmas album last year. about the vastness of holiday music by taking Terry Hemmert's class. She's probably a person you're going to hear about a lot of my podcasts just because she's been such an amazing influence and, and role model for me. She's a really beloved DJ here in Chicago and she has been for about 40 years, but she was also my favorite professor. Every year at the end of the first semester, right before Christmas time, she makes everyone in class a mixtape. Well, two mixtapes actually. One is, um, a list of people that we saw in class that year and just like some of their songs, like some deep cuts especially that she really enjoys. And then we get a holiday album and that holiday album is the same thing. A bunch of people that we heard um, in her music history class and the songs are always songs I've never heard before. And some of them have become my favorites. Later on in the episode, we're going to talk about a song called Purple Snowflakes and Terry introduced me to that song. Holiday music is magical, and we should be able to listen to it all month long and not get bored. So my idea for this episode was, why don't I create a playlist of five songs that I think everyone could use to spice up their holiday party Spotify playlist for this year? And to help me do that, I brought in one of my friends, Janet Blackwell, who I met freshman year of college, actually a little bit before freshman year, when we were still high school seniors. She was from California, and I was from Idaho. But somehow, we just clicked. 
especially about music. Janet is working on carving out a music career for herself, and she just released another EP called Daisies. It doesn't have any holiday songs on it, but the reason why I brought Janet in to talk is because she is just a hopeless romantic, which is perfect for diving into holiday music. As a songwriter herself, she really knows what it takes to pull on your heartstrings. So I hope you enjoy, and I also hope that you add some of our interesting, underrated, really awesome holiday songs to your playlist. But anyway, um, yeah, so the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is, like, obviously, like, I... If you're gonna talk about Christmas music, it's gonna get sappy or like holiday music, yeah. at least. And I know that you you are the queen of sap, so sap. Well, yeah. yeah. Um. So, so like, I'll admit it. I love holiday radio, and you just said ninety three. Ninety three point nine apparently is re- um starting their Christmas season tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, don't quote me. Well, I guess you already are quoting me on that, but um. Apparently, according to my boss. <laughs> according to your boss. Um, He's not excited. <laughs> why isn't he excited? He's not a Christmas person. Like, he decorated the cafe. I work at a cafe because I didn't say I think I did. But he really just does not like Christmas music at all. Is he a Grinch? Kind of. Sad. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> but I love holiday radio. But then after mm-hmm. the first week. It's just, okay, Maria, I'm like, goddamn, I'm done with <laughs> Yes, seriously. I've heard enough number carpenters. One, number one, um, Mariah Carey, and then number two, like, like obviously, White Christmas yeah. songs like that. Um, There's so many covers. And every once in a while, they'll throw in something good, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, not not that those aren't good, but they'll throw in something different. Yeah. But yeah. then I just I get so bored, and I'm looking for something else. And then there, you know, dozens of holiday CDs come out every year. And people don't know that because none of them are really on the radio. Right. At least not these original songs because they're not classics. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's so cool. what do you love about holiday music? Holiday music, I think just, I don't know. Um, it sounds so authentically holiday-ish. I feel like people know when a song is a Christmas song, you know, or a holiday song in general. Was, I guess Adam Sandler did that one song that was like for Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you still you still know when yeah. you're listening to a song, oh, this is a holiday song before right. you even hear the lyrics. Right. Totally. I don't know why, but yeah. That's kinda cool. Yeah. Um and how soon in, like I for me it's a week. But like how soon into the holiday season are you like ready for something different to come on? Or are you like totally cool with I'm cool Bing Crosby twenty four seven. Oh, I don't know about Bing Crosby twenty four seven or D Martin. Um, I can only hear so much White Christmas, but that's a thing. I think I need it in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. As a musician, like, have you ever considered making a holiday album? I feel like everyone probably gets told to, right? I haven't really considered it. That'd be cool. I know one guy wrote a song and he just put the word Christmas in it because apparently it was really hard for him to write a Christmas song. We <laughs> called it Flake. Um, Ew. <laughs> yeah, well, like, it was about, like, flaking on friends, but, like, you put okay. the word Christmas in there, okay. I think, <laughs> somewhere, so it could be a holiday song. So flake can be, like, a beautiful word in all yeah. school. It can be, like, the most <laughs> disgusting word you ever. You just think, like, really old croissants yeah. falling apart. That's yeah. what I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what songs do you think you would... If you had to do, like, a five-song five song. Christmas EP, what would be on it? Like, covers? Or anything. Anything? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, well, 
My favorite Christmas song, I think, might be other people's favorite too. That Nat King Cole, Merry Christmas to you. I just think that's really pretty. So yeah. probably that number one. Um, number two, I really like War Is Over. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, me too. That's probably one of my. I don't know. That's your one of your favorites too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. not and not just because it's like like I'm obviously like a oh, big. Yeah. Beatles, we know, we know. But, okay, okay. Um, no, uh, I when Terry came on, actually, we just did an episode on Yoko Ono, which was super cool. But it's not uh, not just because, like, obviously I love them, but also I just think that song is so unique, and then when I hear it, it's, like, refreshing, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's, like, I feel like that song represents, like, what Christmas is really what it supposed be to be about. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. it's it's not like, I mean, some of these songs that we're going to play, um, <laughs> not exactly what Christmas is supposed to be about, but <laughs> but that that song is, I feel like, the one song that when mm-hmm. I hear it during the holiday season makes me be like, okay, I need to go, like, ring a Salvation Army bell right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need to be a good person. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, definitely. I love that song, and I, I think that's one that people don't maybe get as tired of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my mom's favorite Christmas song, actually. Aww. Uh, three. I don't know. I mean, I know this is not what Christmas is about, but I really just love the Muppets 12 <laughs> Days of Christmas, specifically the Muppets version. Because <laughs> I love when Beaker's just like, <laughs> there's no words. And then Miss Piggy, of course, is going all out for five golden rings. Love um, that. Would never really want to legitimately Completely cover that. Brand. Yeah. <laughs> And then the rest, I don't know. What are, what would you say your top? Well, you know what? I'm trying to think, like, mm, my top, like, classic songs, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if you did a holiday album, if I had a request, uh-huh. um, my favorite holiday album of all time is the Phil Spector Christmas Gift for You album, which has, like, Ooh. the Ronettes and Darlene Love. Oh, you know that yeah, that album, yeah. Um, which I should be a Christmas staple, but the one song on there mm-hmm. that is a Christmas staple is "Darlene Loves the Christmas Baby, Please Come Home." <laughs> um, I know it's like it already makes oh, you like. It's like it's like the ultimate. Like I'm pretty sure it's in Home Alone. Like it's one of those yeah. songs. Um, so you like the sad ones or people? I don't like the sad <laughs> ones. I just like the ones I I like stuff that's classic, but yeah. not like. Not a, like happy short. That's the wrong. Yeah, word. I don't like anything happy. No, no but like uh, Dean Martin, very yeah, happy go lucky. No, I just it's more it's less hmm. like real narratives are more detailed, real stories. I don't know. I think I just like it. Yeah, there's really no explanation pretty. for that one. But anyway, so we're gonna get into um, five songs that I feel like or they, that we feel like um, people could use to diversify their holiday playlist a little bit. And the first one is going to be from a new album that just came out this year by Andrew Bird. And Andrew Bird is a uh, fantastic, like, multi-instrumentalist. Um, you know that, like, <laughs> you know that you're a great musician when on your Wikipedia one of your instruments is just whistling? Because that means you've mastered whistling. Anyway, um... But he's he's amazing. I went and saw him uh, at the Green Mill last year, and he's just incredible. Jealous. I've seen very few people play the violin and sing at the same time, but what? the way that he does it is just like amazing. 
Um, and when he came out with this holiday EP, people were kind of making fun of him, like, oh, well, you're Andrew, you're like 47, finally coming out with your holiday <laughs> album. <laughs> but um, he's just amazing, and he's really starting to embrace his, like, quirky side more uh, in his music, and all of his music videos for this album are just him, like, drinking tea and reading a book, and, but there's different backgrounds on everyone. <laughs> But um, it's a year-long mood. I'm gonna take a break for a second because this is the one that I didn't tell Janet that we were gonna listen to, um, so that she can listen to it. And then uh, it's doing a song surprise called, jazz hands. It's in a the back. song called "Skating," which was um, part of that original uh, Charlie Brown Christmas album that I feel like a lot of people know and love. And it's totally looped. Like, the whole thing is looped. Like, he just put on his glasses again and opened the book. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, while we were listening to it, we were just talking about how that song is so iconic from mm-hmm. that original Charlie Brown Christmas album. It's quintessential, I think. It is. And it's so um, just classic holidays, but it doesn't mm-hmm. get played on the radio either. And then we were mentioning, too, that it doesn't seem like instrumental music in general for the holidays gets played. Aside from that one Carol of the Bells cover <laughs> by what's their name? But, oh, yeah. oh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Yes. Is that, oh, my God. That's it. Did you ever see them as a kid? No. I did. You did? That was, like, the thing in North Dakota every year when it would come. Well, are they from there? No, but people would just freak out That's that so they were going to come. But, um... Yeah, yeah I it's mean... It's a beautiful piece of music. Yeah. Uh, well, you were saying that, obviously, the, the violin, as everyone heard, is replacing the piano which i thought it sounded more christmasy yeah for some odd reason oh and this is this is so that um kind of like reinvention of Mm -hmm. song is totally what andrew bird is all about because like he has done um in multiple albums he'll take a song that he did like Mm -hmm. five or six years ago and he'll completely reinvent it and put release it onto a new album as in like a new song that's so, super cool. Um, yeah, and he'll rename it, like, slightly, but you'll uh-huh. still know that it's, like, that old song. Yeah. Um, well, Joni Mitchell did that a few times, or at least with um, the song we all know, like, both sides now. I remember she re-released yeah. it later and did it, yeah. like, super sultry and slow. Mm-hmm. That's cool that he does that. Yeah, and it's just, that's how you know, like, I feel like people who do that, that's how you know, you're like, oh, those people are artists. You they know really I mean? care about they're the They're not music. just, like, playing the music, like, they're artists, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And also he's a, a background in jazz, so... Obviously, it's going to be, like, um, intuitive to him. Yeah. But I just thought this was so on brand for Andrew Bird to, like, take this classic song that so many of us know and love and to just change around who's playing what parts a little bit. And it just Mm -hmm. brings whole new life to it. Like, I can't get over this song. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Also, the video was very funny. It was just him sitting in a chair on loop drinking tea in front of, like, 
<laughs> this <laughs> snow. Yeah, and then um, it's funny because it, the loop doesn't even last the whole song. No. So, like, right before the song <laughs> ends, the video starts again. It's great. <laughs> and then every music video for this album, Hark, um, is the same video of him But just in front of a different... And drinking tea, but just in front of a different background. Love. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, anyway, so we'll move on to Pearl Bailey, Five Pound Box of Money, <laughs> which... I didn't... Did you know about Pearl Bailey before I sent this to you? I had heard his name because my dad Her knows name. him. Oh, never mind. Wow. Yeah. Wait. That's a woman's voice? Pearl Bailey? Yeah. Yes. What the heck? Yeah. I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. I feel uncultured and a little stupid <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I had never heard of this woman, and I thought that she was just, like, maybe another person who you know recorded a few singles and that Mm -hmm. was it you know like there's a lot of people like that right yeah but then she had like had she was um uh in st louis woman on broadway in 1946 she won a tony award for um playing dolly in the all-black production of hello dolly that's in 68 um she actually even had her own television variety show it was very short-lived like only a few months but Mm -hmm. i mean to have your own TV show, like you that's a lot somebody. under your name, yeah, yeah, and um, she like worked with Louis Armstrong shortly before he died, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of amazed that I'd never even heard of her. Yeah, I I'd heard the name around the house. My dad, I guess, had mentioned her. Wow, I still feel so dumb. I didn't know she was a woman. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. What did you think of the song? I thought the song was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this song. Um, it just seemed like a more demanding and funny version of um, Santa Baby. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Where Eartha Kitt was, like, saying please, uh-huh. you know, Paul yeah. Bailey was saying, like, this is what just, I want. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, so, basically, the song uh, is... Pro Bailey saying, um, I don't really need gifts for Christmas. What I really like is a five pound box of money, mm-hmm. which is totally fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like as you get older... Just the less you're like, I want to buy what I want to buy. Yeah, my you mom know? is and, that. <laughs> and and I just love how like one of the first lyrics she gets she gets out like right out of the blue is like, mm-hmm. I need to pay my rent. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's totally valid. Hey Santa Claus, you want to make me happy this year? Listen to me, honey. Give Pearl something that'll be of some use to me, like a. A five-pound box of money. Now, now there's a little gift. It's loaded with lots of sentiment. See, whenever I get blue, Santa, I'm going to think of you. But at the same time, I will change to pay my rent, you see? Now, money isn't everything. There's no two ways about it. But while we're here, Santa, dear... It's much better with than without it. So, really, I, I could be real good and not do nothing funny. If you do like I ask you, stop me right on Christmas night. Try me, try me. Try me on that money. Tr- just try me, honey. Santa, can you hear me? Do you listen to everything I'm asking? I just thought it was funny in general how unapologetic she is. And she's kind of talk singing, too, I feel, some of the time. Which is, like, I don't know. That's also just refreshing in general when an artist starts talk singing because, you know, they're just going to go on a rant. (laughs) Did you watch any video of her? I didn't, no. She's amazing. Um, 
Okay, something something else I found out about Pearl Bailey is that during Nixon's administration, she was like the ambassador of love oh. for the country. So, and you know, all these things that she did, no and one knows still, about. I I might have to do an entire episode on her, kind of like I did Betty Davis, because mm-hmm. I can't believe that this like maybe maybe she is in like popular like African American culture. She's more well known, mm-hmm. but I'm like, how have I never even once? heard her name heard and her just name. conversation yeah yeah but interesting our next guest is no stranger to you and she needs no flowery phrases Hold to introduce there, her she... look at you I was just introducing you. Well, honey, I heard you say that, that, that I was no stranger to these people. Honey, I don't know a soul here but you. <laughs> I'm nothing but a stranger to them. Why, you said you wouldn't use these flowery phrases go so well with a hat. So you go ahead and say them, honey. <laughs> all right. I need them. I need them. Yes, em. well, I don't think... All right, girl, I'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a truly marvelous entertainer. That's it, Donna. Okay. One of the greatest television and nightclub performers in the world. That's it. That's the kind of jazz I mean. Yes. You know, it's like the stuff you put on the back of my album covers, you know. <laughs> the one and only... Oh, honey, that's nice. <laughs> Miss Pearl Bailey. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Taking you up in the air, down it lets you fall. But be patient, soon you'll find if you follow your heart like your Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, um, her voice reminds me a, a little bit of um, Billie Holiday. Just I was like just thinking bit. that. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe a little bit more accessible? Or, um, I don't know how else I would. Maybe. Well, yeah, accessible and kind of, she is a richer tone a little bit, I almost mm-hmm. feel. I see yeah. what you're saying, though, because Billie Holiday was crossing my mind for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to probably the most fun song of um, of our playlist here so far, The Weather Girls. Oh, yes. Dear Santa, <laughs> bring me a man this Christmas. Number one. <laughs> I don't think Santa is capable. <laughs> you don't know. Santa can do anything. So this song came out on the same album that It's Raining Men came out on. Really? Yeah. Um, And so this was, uh, the Weather Girls were a duo. Apparently still are. One of them has passed since, but um, the other Weather Girl (laughs) still touring, um, which is amazing to me. Don't both of those songs start with, oh, this is the Weather Girls. Like, they both start that way. Yes. Oh, my God. Which is so funny. Like, to me, I, I mean, this isn't me bashing at all. I just thought it was interesting listening to the song. It kind of did just sound like a Christmas version of It's Raining Men. <laughs> no, it totally is. Not that.
but also like so it kind of coincides with the last song as well because it's kind of just like putting yourself out there and um being honest with what you want <laughs> oh because that's easy <laughs> because that's easy oh yeah so it's an album called um success which okay. um well no shade or anything but i mean not the most successful did not chart very group. well group um I mean, I remember the tune. It was catchy enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure, like, if you put this on at, like, any holiday party... People will like it. It'll be a freaking hit, dude. It'll be amazing. (laughs) It'll be the Christmas single ladies anthem. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, and on that album, they also did... I feel like they were just running out of songs, maybe. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Someone told them, okay. But they did... I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. They did that song? They did that song. Wait, isn't it on South Pacific too? That's a South Pacific song. It's a Roger because I was looking at maybe um I thought maybe it would be interesting to see who wrote the song. Uh-huh. Um but then I was going down and it said Rogers and Hammerstein and I was like Hmm. <laughs> Seems a little suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know they did a cover of that song. No, they did. That's no, so but this funny. is this is just classic fun. Um Yeah love this song and i couldn't believe there's so many songs like this where it seems like a novelty holiday song right mm-hmm. which it is yeah it totally is you just don't but hear about it i would never skip it on my playlist ever. really for never ever no like, oh my god it I could would be june to the whole thing. <laughs> santa bring me a man for christmas hell yeah um <laughs> and then the next song that we're going to talk about is a personal favorite of both of ours um is a song called purple snowflakes purple by marvin Snow- gay which is kind of Gained, um, I've heard kind it of reemerged more. because John Legend did a cover of it I think last that's year why. on his holiday Probably. album, and I freaked out when I saw that he was doing a cover of that song because no, it's so I I heard it on holiday radio one time when I was living in North Dakota. Really, just once? Mm-hmm. And Magic. um, and it is one of the most just beautiful holiday and it's so beautiful holiday songs but it's also super unique Mm because it's not talking about like you you know know. like holiday snowball fights yeah cookies it's just look at the snow actually never it wasn't released until the re-release of the motown christmas album um so the motown christmas album was produced it was produced by marvin gay and someone else Mm -hmm. um but marvin gay actually didn't release any songs on the album um so that was the song that had like all the classic like or that was the album that had all the classic um covers jackson five christmas songs on it and stuff like that you know like i saw mommy kissing santa claus and stuff like that um but then that song Purple Snowflakes wasn't re- released until I think 1992 it was re-released 
um, with that album again. And we're so glad it was. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the reason why people didn't know about it was because it was an, a tag on almost. Or was that like it was just one song that was added on to that re-release? Um, I think it was just added on to it. But hmm. yeah, I'm not sure. But actually, cool. the interesting thing is they didn't completely. So they were going to just throw the song away originally, no. which would have been so sad. Um, but they ended up re or they ended up um, rewriting it into a song called Pretty Little Baby, which turned out to be like a top uh, a top 40 hit at the time when it came out in 65. Same melody? Same melody, same. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not going to throw away good instrumental, so I mean. Especially if it's the same artist and you don't have to deal with copyright <laughs> issues. Yeah. Do you have a preference over the two? Do you have a preference between the two? Yeah. Oh, man, I like both of them. But mm-hmm. just I could have Marvin Gaye sing anything. True. Oh my god. I could have him sing my entire... If, I wish he would have put out a holiday album. I, mm-hmm. I wish he would have lived long enough I know. to put out anything else. Um, Anytime someone tries to fight me on like his national anthem not being quote unquote American, I'm oh, like, stop. It's the best. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. Absolutely it's the best. The best. Um, but this was also the point in his career that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people know about um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people haven't dug into like his early Motown career. Right. Um, before he was allowed to have a lot of creative freedom, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still, oh my God, those love songs are just some of the best of all time. And yeah. if I wish he would have come out with Holiday Album because it would be on my playlist every year. That would have been incredible. Oh my God. Did you? So did you hear? So the, the first time I really heard of this song uh-huh. um, was a couple of years ago when Terry put it on our, our CD. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it... Uh, uh, when I saw John Legend put it on his new album, I just mm-hmm. freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy yeah. that more people are going to hear this amazing, amazing song. So he's kind of reviving it. Yeah. The only reason I knew about it was just because my dad has a record collection. Um, my dad is kind of just the reason why I know about a lot of obscure songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember what record he had it on, but it was just something that was played around the holidays. But I didn't hear it really on the radio, not for a long time. And it yeah. probably was because of John Legend that it got, I don't know. It seems like it's resurfaced a little bit, the original yeah, yeah. and the cover. But Yeah. Did you like the John Legend version? I did. Yeah. yeah. It was I pretty. Did you like album. it? I yeah. thought it was good. It's, it's nice. He just has a nice voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want him to sing me to sleep. I think, <laughs> I think that John Legend, I feel like some of his work is a little bit overproduced. But I mean, yeah. what's not nowadays? Yeah. Um, but I honestly label. think that he is one of the most talented performers of oh, our generation. Completely. And he hasn't he hasn't gotten I don't I don't feel like he's gotten the attention that he should get. He had one song that was yeah. like really big. I think it was All of Me. All of Me, yeah. which was really big. And but I wanted to go see him last year when he released this album. Mm-hmm. He did a show at the Lyric Opera House. And I was like, oh, my God, what a dream that would be uh, to see him and a piano at the Lyric Opera yeah. House would be incredible. I can just uh, I actually I can't even imagine the kind of presence he would have in a room. I know. I feel like even just watching him on the screen when he was for some reason on La La Land and then made us all cry. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he wrote some of the songs. I don't think he don't just know. sang them. Maybe I might be wrong, actually. He definitely sounded beautiful. But, but what I'm saying is obviously like yeah. Marvin Gaye was was one in a million, you yes. know, one in a billion. 
uh, amazing and this song is very near and dear to my heart oh. and one that everyone should put on their playlist but also yeah. i'm not mad about john legend kind of taking over for him yeah. do you think one is better than the other or maybe has different it's hard because obviously the original song mm-hmm. the production value isn't gonna be as great as great but i mean if it was what, produced when now was it recorded like 64 65 yeah so i mean what are you gonna do and also um it at that time motown was getting a lot of influence from like phil Spector and the wall of sound mm-hmm. which the wall of sound was an amazing technique to use in recording music but it did thing make things a little fuzzy sometimes i don't think i know what that is the wall of sound no basically the wall of sound um which was used on the whole phil specter christmas album okay. it's very apparent in that That's... so the big the big technique that phil specter used was like instead of having one piano playing on that song he's like i want 10 pianos playing on that song what? right so that so that it would have this like huge sound huh um and so they like when it came out of your car speaker, right? It would sound amazing, like that was that was the whole idea, and that's why all of those like great like "Be My Baby" and mm-hmm. stuff like that, those songs they yeah. sound like that, right? So they actually recorded an orchestra style mm. setup, like they would have ten pianos and that. Su- well, setting. yeah, I mean they would record multiple instruments, that's so that it would have a really cool. yeah. That was like the technique in separate timing, like it wouldn't just be one take all at once. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, no, it probably would be one take because they only had four track recorders. That would be so stressful because can you imagine yeah. trying to get it right? Well, you know, um, have you ever heard the end of uh, A Day in the Life? You know how they do yeah. that big piano chord? Yeah, yeah. So I think that was like three or four pianos playing that chord right. all at the same time. That's so cool. I've never heard of that term. Yeah. I yeah. feel educated. Um, what was I going to say? But I, if, if Marvin Gaye could come back to life mm-hmm. and re-record that song... Oh, he'd be. Um, a it would be legend. obviously it would <laughs> blow John Legend out of the water. Yeah. But being able to hear that song like super crisp and clean and, and in all of its glory was like kind of nice. Oh my god, I just I got so <laughs> just hearing it for the other time. I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad somebody did this and did honored this, this song. And yeah, and did it. He did it so um uh like faithful to the original. That's you know? really good. That's really yeah. Really respectable yeah so now we're gonna move on to your favorite song that i sent you <laughs> <laughs> um yes. so everybody i feel like everybody in my life who knows me knows that i'm like a really big dylan nerd i think she really has a big, pin on her jacket right I now do. i do i also have a phone case with bob dylan on it let's <laughs> not talk about it um one of the first times we hung out we watched a three-hour documentary on bob dylan yeah i was, i'm great. sorry no it was, it was great it made me avoid my roommate so i did not want to talk to you anyway go on oh my god i just i i've read several i've never i haven't read a book in college like on my own you know that it never oh, fun reading class. yeah except i think i've read like three or four books about him so you know this man's life basically. no i don't because no one knows his life that's so weird no one, well because he's very like mysterious i'm a gemini he's who very, doesn't talk about my feelings oh my god <laughs> that is on the nose right there but um he's very like very mysterious but in the yeah. way of like you know he's lived a whole career of telling reporters lies about what? himself why yeah what? for for fun he doesn't it doesn't come back to get him or I mean well, he would have to like for example when he first moved to New York City when he was a kid he would tell um, or when he was 20 he would tell people you know I you know I'm from 
New Mexico and South Dakota when he was not at all. Like, and he would come up with fake. He had he had like three or four fake names that he would go around. I wonder the city why. with. And, huh? Maybe he was trying to protect something or just not know. let anyone get too close. But I close. mean, and then whenever he did interviews, I mean, I was just watching the um the Don't Look Back like Criterion mm-hmm. series yeah. um reissue of that that film. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where there's a guy going on. So how do you write your songs? How do you write your songs? And he's like, okay, I'll show you. Right? And you're like, oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he takes out a, 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 a notebook. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, I write the songs like this. And he's just, like, showing, like, lines with his hand. And then he rips the paper out of the notebook. Uh-huh. And he's like, and then I go like this. And he rips it into four pieces. What? Puts the four pieces on the table and rearranges the four pieces. Are you and he's serious? Like, he's like, and that's what it is. It, was he just mocking this man? Or, like, is he I'm serious? I'm sure. I know. You know he's not serious. <laughs> that's It's just funny. for fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so for that man who's done all that in his life and, uh, you know, had a fifty-year, fifty-year-long career. He's yeah. still playing. I just saw him um, a month ago. He was incredible, actually. This last um, last tour, he's actually mm-hmm. singing notes, which is cool. <laughs> um, but for, <laughs> yikes! But for um, for a man of that like kind of history, yeah. to in two thousand nine, after a fifty-year-long career, be like, I'm gonna release. I want to put out a Christmas album. Why not? <laughs> and it. This is like. This album, which mm-hmm. is obviously very near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. n- I never listened to it except for this song. <laughs> I never listened to it because it's like if a bridge troll made a Christmas album. That's one <laughs> like, way that's to put what it. it wow. Like. <laughs> I don't think you could have come up with something more accurate. No, it's so true. If a bridge troll doing the polka. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So this is Must Be Santa. Uh, Bob Dylan's Must Be Santa. Iconic. Get ready to sweat. You're going to want to kick your legs up and down. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night. Special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Who wears boots and suit of red? Santa wears boots and suit of red. Who wears a long cap on his head? Santa wears a long cap on his head. This sounds like shade, but when I was listening to it, I really just kept thinking of John Denver's <laughs> with the Muppets. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same humor. I don't know. I feel like they could have been side by side doing, you know, a co album oh my god co-writing a christmas album it could be like muppets and polka (laughs) muppets and polka that's everything i would definitely listen (laughs) people were speculating that so during the time that he made this album he was working on the theme time radio hour Uh which was um like a radio show he did which i mean i can't think of a better voice for radio (laughs) (laughs) but um there's a there's a version of must be santa who was done by this other guy i can't remember his name right now but um it's Mm -hmm. very Mm polka-esque did bob dylan write it no oh okay the song is a standard from the 60s which he probably heard it as a kid growing up oh okay but you're saying someone else did a version of it too that was kind of polka yeah yeah Dancer, 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 Dancer,
Did they just list presidents? Yeah, they just listed presidents instead of the reindeer. Reindeer, incredible. Which I'm. <laughs> I think they repeated some too. I heard Nixon twice. <laughs> it's a very, um, I mean, like interesting artistic choice. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I mean, who's the big guy behind the mall? <laughs> like, who's Santa? Wow, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> the B sides podcast. This episode, corruption. <laughs> We're getting into the <laughs> gritty oh. part of politics now. <laughs> oh my god, that was cool. But I, I mean, the artistic freedom. <laughs> oh yeah, at one point he literally just takes a match and then throws it on the ground. But there's no Classic. flames. Yeah, no flames. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean that song's always on my um always on my playlist. One because I I do enjoy the the accordion playing. Um, because I want to start my own jug band one day. What? That would be sick. Wouldn't that be fun? That um, be fun. I want to learn how to play the spoons. But also, I saw that. Are you actually? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Do it. Oh my god. But also, just because like it's nice to have a good laugh. True. You know, yeah. like not all not every song needs to make me cry. <laughs> and I think that's like the point of these these songs too is like like having a few songs that are outside the norm of what you usually put on your playlist. Like I don't need every song to make me cry. I don't need every song to. You know, then you're not going to want to turn on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's and I, you know, not every song needs to be, you know, lovely and beautiful or epic, you know, or Mariah. (laughs) True. Mariah. This is definitely not Mariah. No, (laughs) but it's just you do need a good laugh. Yeah, because I was just finding myself as I don't think I could really take the song seriously, but maybe that's not the point. (laughs) That's not the point. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think taking Dylan seriously has been the point of his entire career. (laughs) call out yeah <laughs> it's just i don't know it's easy to bop your head too yeah totally oh my god um so what do you think janet out of all of these songs what would be the one that would go on your holiday ep oh gosh <laughs> to circle um, back here in the end to circle like if i was making a playlist for myself or no covering? if you had to pick one to cover if i had to, oh Probably purple snowflakes, just yeah. because I'm a sap. Um, oh, I'm, really? a, I'm a big old tree with a lot of sap, um, <laughs> <laughs> and there are purple snowflakes falling around me. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I just think it's instrumentally and with its chord progression really classic, and I like that as much as I love all of the you know fun in Christmas and the goofy songs. I I think that one is just instrumentally the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? <laughs> um, oh god, if I had to do one, if I could actually play music, it would be skating. Shut up. I literally watch... <sighs> I, Have you watched me yeah. try to learn how to play the harmonica? No. I'm working on it. Nice. Aren't they in different keys? Mm-hmm. Like you, okay, makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I, I can play harmonica and mm-hmm. I can play guitar, but playing yeah. them together at the same time. You need one Like, of I can sing yeah. and play guitar, but for some reason... It's hard Playing to do. harmonica and... Like, it's hard. We gotta give Dylan that. <laughs> you can do it. Oh my god. Um, well, you can't play harmonica well, but you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, no more tea. <laughs> no, but if, if I had to pick one, um, uh, well, I've been in a relationship for five years and we're almost done. So I would probably go with the Weather Girls song, but only if I could also do my own music video. 
Ooh, what would the music video be like? Oh my god. It would be no, it would be Andrew Bird's music video, but with <laughs> just you sitting in front of yeah. some backdrop with tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then just the this really awesome disco song. But <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for coming thank you. and being on the show. Yeah. And this is fun. I couldn't I like I said before, I couldn't think of anybody better to talk about holiday music <laughs> with. Um and this is a kind of yes. nice little, I guess, ending to our college career in a way oh don't make it sound sad it kind of is though right we're supposed to be talking about good sappiness not bad sappiness Um, (laughs) but this this has been fun do you want to plug any of your stuff oh uh plugging okay if you do want to not be happy um and listen to some things without <laughs> um, if you want to be sad and appreciate, I guess, indie alternative rock, um, you can listen to my music. If you type in Janet Blackwell anywhere, I will pop up and there'll be a lot of pictures of my cat and there'll be some folkish music. Yeah. And what you yeah. just had an EP come out or a. It's coming out in January. The first single comes out on Sunday, December 1st. It's called Daisies. And it's. Cool. I'm really freaking excited about it. So. And what, what was the last one? <laughs> the last EP or. Um, yeah. It was called Gray Colored Glasses because I wanted to be dramatic. Oh, right. <laughs> and the and cover then, is um, black and white. Uh, where can people follow you? They can. If, well, honestly, if you just type in um, Janet Blackwell anywhere, you can find me on Instagram, at Spotify. There's a Facebook page. I think Napster is still a thing. Um, oh, my God. I, typed, I actually typed in my name in Napster, and it was something popped up, wow. which is really weird. You made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made it on the corrupted <laughs> 90s. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, but um, no, that's great. That's awesome. I'm Thanks. glad that you're you're doing all the stuff hey you're doing all the things oh my literally God. you're probably doing like, the most things I'm spiraling the cap. spiraling in a good direction like yeah. a slinky oh my <laughs> God. all right cool yeah well thank you for having all right and to everybody else um happy holidays no matter what you celebrate yes, yes. around the season um you know there's always like we talked about there's always mm-hmm. instrumental music um, there's always winter music, um, but whatever you there's celebrate, happy holidays, men. and I hope that this podcast uh, comes out in time. Yes. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>